Hey everyone, this is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of AdBits. Today's episode, going to talk about how to invest in hard money loans with a self-directed IRA. So in this time of low, low, low interest rates and the threat of potential inflation, hard money loans have reemerged as a popular investment category. And the reason is most hard money loans, which is essentially a loan to a third party, it's another way of saying a hard money loan, generally they are loans in the real estate environment where you're lending to developers uh, generally uh, for short term, could be construction loans. Generally, these are not 30-year loans or even anything past five-year loans. Most hard money loans are anywhere from a month to several years. And the nice thing about hard money loans is you generally can get a better rate of return um, than you would if you just you know, stuck your money in the bank or just bought a fixed income bond. Why? Because generally the borrowers need the money, so they're willing to pay a stronger interest rate or a higher interest rate. Um, generally, they're short term. Some of these loans are risky. So the banks generally, um, you know, don't or may, it's harder, I should say, to to get a bank to uh, consider doing a short term hard money loan for, for some real estate developers. And that's why um, the terms are very favorable to lenders. So just to sum up, a hard money loan is when someone takes their IRA, self-directed IRA, and they lend it to a third party. Remember the prohibited transaction rules. You cannot lend it to yourself or any of your lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities you control. So you can't do a hard money loan to a company you control. If you own less than 50% of it, any loan to that company is still risky. Um, so you need to talk to a tax advisor about that who can help you navigate the prohibited transaction rules. Um, if it's a closely held business under... 50 to 100 shareholders. Uh, I really don't want you owning any of the business or any have or have any disqualified person own any part of the business you'll do a hard money loan to. But if it's a larger corporation over 100 shareholders, you can own a, a small piece uh, without having control and then potentially, you know, doing a hard money loan to it. So long as you can prove that the loan was done exclusively to benefit the IRA and there was no personal benefit that you derive from that loan, which is obviously quite difficult uh, in, a, in a small um, you know, business environment. So, for example, there's a very well-known case, Rollins v. Commissioner. It's a tax court case. And in this case, Rollins uh, owned a bunch of companies, all under 50%. He was not an employee of any of these businesses. However, a salient fact is that the businesses needed money. So Rollins was an accountant, and he took some of his 401k, and he lent it to those businesses at prevailing interest rates. And the IRS argued prohibited transaction, conflict of interest, self-dealing. They argued he did the loan to help himself in his personal capacity as a shareholder of these businesses and did not do the loans in any way to exclusively benefit his retirement account. And he argued, no, there was actually mutual benefit. My IRA benefited, or 401k, I should say, but I also benefit, and that's okay. 
And the tax court said, no, the exclusive 100% benefit needs to be derived by the retirement account. So he was not able to convince the court that there was no personal benefit because clearly the important fact in that case was that the company needed money. So if he didn't lend the money to the business, there was a good chance the businesses would have gone bankrupt and he would have lost his personal investment. So that is why the IRS and the tax court ruled against him. Um, if the facts were different, if the company did not need the money, for example, or it was a large publicly traded company or just a large corporation where maybe you only owned a half percent or one percent or four percent, that could have changed the outcome of the case. But in, in based off his facts, he could not prove the IRA investment was, or 401k investment was done exclusively to benefit the retirement account. So if you are doing a hard money loan, make sure you're not anywhere near it or any disqualified person, lineal descendant or entities you control. So now that you got around and understand the prohibited transaction rules, you need to consider the risks. So obviously a loan could be secure or non-secure, right? So you need to know who the borrower is. Do your diligence, obviously. If you can get a personal guarantee by the borrower, better off. Uh, if not, you, you may want to take an interest in, in the property that's being developed uh, or, or the business that you are lending to. Um, you want to have some security. If it's not secured, you probably want to charge a higher interest rate because you are taking a greater risk. So again, there's no right or wrong on, on what you do. This is a private loan. This is a private agreement between you and the borrower. The, most, the only thing you need to consider is the prohibited transaction rules. That's the one area you can't violate. Once you've realized or, or accept the prohibited transaction rule um, structure and know that you're not violating it, now it becomes a private loan between you and a borrower. So you need to make sure that there's some interest, right? If you're lending money to a brother or sister, it can't be a gift. So you need to make sure you're going, you're, I guess, borrowing at least, or lending at least prime. Uh, that would be the minimal I, I would lend at to show that it's a real loan, not a gift. And then you also, on the flip side, need to be concerned about the state usury laws, loan sharking. So you need to make sure you are not violating state usury laws charging 100% interest, for example. And every state has different interest rates that make up their usury laws. And they, many states have exemptions for you know, private uh, commercial or, or real estate loans. So you need to avail yourself of those rules. But the advantage of doing a hard money loan with a self-directed IRA is that the interest and principal you get back is tax deferred, tax free in the case of a Roth IRA. It's a great diversification play. If you have assets tied up in equities, uh, this is a nice way to get some steady cash flow. Uh, also, a lot of these loans are short term. So with the risk of inflation brewing, uh, you can always do a six month, one year loan, not get tied in and then do another loan as interest rates go up or inflation creeps into the economy and potentially even charge a higher uh, interest rate to a borrower. Um, definitely be aware of non-secured loans. Um, obviously, that's a greater risk to you as the lender. I have a number, hundreds and hundreds of clients that do hard money loans. Um, obviously, you got you to know what you're doing. Uh, and the key is the diligence on the borrower. And ultimately, whether the borrower is associated with a business or a real estate uh, venture, you want to do your diligence on what they're using the money for and obviously run a background check, um, credit check, make sure uh, they're, they're, it's possible that, that they're going to pay you back. So um, hard money loans is a, is a really popular way to generate higher rates of return. 
especially in today's interest rate environment, you know, close to zero, you can do a hard money loan and get close to 10%, right? I've, I've seen them. Uh, last week, I had a client call me. He had a really good opportunity to do a 12-month loan to a developer, you know, at 10%. Okay, and I've seen stuff, uh, 8%, 12%. Um, hard to find those returns today. Um, yeah, you can get lucky and buy Bitcoin or, or Tesla stock, but for everyone else uh, who's, who's conservative and doing fixed income, anything more than you know, 4 or 5% now is, is really good. So if you're able to get 8 10% lending it to a borrower that's pretty secure and you have a security interest in the underlying asset or a personal guarantee, uh, that's, that's a pretty good investment uh, and also a very good way to diversify uh, uh, your retirement assets you know, outside of you know, traditional equity. So that's why hard money loans are so popular. It's the alpha interest rate return. It's the diversification play and also the, the ability uh, to ret generate returns in, in areas that you may have experience in like real estate. A lot of the hard money lenders that uh, use self-directed IRAs through IRA Financial are very well versed in the real estate industry. They know these developers, uh, builders, and they know the assets, they know the property, and they, they have a very good understanding of the financial and economic framework you know, of, of the um, development or, or the actual usage of the fund. So they, they feel very comfortable in lending to these people um, because the rate of return they receive, um, they feel more than makes up for uh, the limited risk uh, of uh, non-payment. So uh, if you are interested in doing it, do your research, uh, know your borrower, again, do credit checks, uh, understand the use of the funds, whether it's real estate or business related, and, and make sure, obviously, you, you feel strongly you can get paid back. If you are doing a non-secure loan, you, you probably should charge higher interest rates. If you're doing this to a family member or a friend, uh, make sure it's not a gift, right? You, you need to charge interest. If you don't charge interest, it's a gift. You can't do gifts in an IRA, so you can get into some trouble that way. And if you're doing it on the flip side and, and being aggressive on the interest rate, watch out for usury laws. Loans, one thing people get confused, loans are fixed rates of return, right? So if you are lending money to a business, but you're getting 20% of the profits, you may call it a loan, but guess what? The IRS is probably treating that as an equity investment. So that can potentially trigger you a bit if you're investing into an active trader business through a pass-through entity. You may call it a loan, but if the IRS audits you and they see that the stated rate of return on the interest is not stated and it's not fixed and it's variable based off the profits of the business or the returns on the real estate investment, they can take the position it is not a loan and it's equity. And if you're not in a C-Corp setting and you have an LLC that's involved with an active business or you have a real estate project with non-recourse financing, you can get into some UBIT, unrelated business taxable income, 37% tax issues that you may have not uh, considered because in your head or mind you were doing a loan, but because the rate of return was not fixed and based off the profits of the business, based off the classifications in the tax code and various case law on the differences between debt and equity, you can run into some issues. So when you do a loan, it's generally a stated rate of return, whether it's you know, fixed, uh, 4%, 6% plus principal. It could be a balloon payment loan. It could be uh, a you know, fixed, uh, regular uh, loan, straight line loan. You can be flexible in how the payments are, are made, whether the interest um, 
basically uh, flows through or is paid on a you know, weekly, biweekly, monthly basis. Um, you, you have flexibility in that regard. You just need to make sure there's interest. You need to worry about usury and you can't have it based off the profits of the business. There needs to be a fixed interest rate, but you do have flexibility on when it's paid, whether it's a balloon payment at the end and it floats um, uh, or if it's paid you know, weekly, quarterly, monthly, uh, yearly, and obviously the term of the loan is flexible. Um, the thing to keep in mind again is just stay away from prohibited transactions, know the borrower, know your risks, secure versus unsecured, and then make sure you're actually doing a loan and the interest or returns are not based off the profits of the business, which can turn your loan into an equity investment. And depending on that investment, if there's leverage or if the business is operated through a pass-through entity, like an LLC, you can trigger UBIT, which could be very problematic because it could turn a very tax-efficient investment into a 37% tax nightmare. So those are the items to consider if you are looking to invest in hard money loans with a self-directed IRA. Thanks again for uh, listening, for watching. Really appreciate the support. Um, check us out on um, anywhere you pick up your podcast, uh, YouTube, also SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify. It's a weekly podcast. Also check out Ad Mail and Adam Talks for a tax attorney's take on various self-directed retirement, tax and investment topics. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and I will talk to everyone again next week. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Take care.